You're listening to the Black Career Guide podcast. Hi, welcome to the Black Career Guide. Today I am joined by Fumi. Um, Fumi, would you like to introduce yourself? I, I, don't, I won't be able to give to do it justice. <laughs> Hi, my name's Fumi and um, I'm an event planner, a wedding slash event planner um, based in Dubai. So we mm-hmm. cater for weddings predominantly um, in the UAE. However, we have planned weddings in the Seychelles, Thailand, London, um, assisted with weddings in uh, Portugal. Uh, so, yeah, so we have, you know, quite a large remit. We also do corporate events and then we plan corporate events in, again, in the UAE, but also South Africa. Um, we flew 170 um, delegates from a company to South Africa two, um, wow. two Christmas ago. So we have quite experience worldwide, a lot of experience worldwide. Wow. Yeah, you do. Um, and so we should say that we were supposed to do an Instagram live, um, yeah. but technology was against us. We actually think <laughs> it might be um, the UAE gremlins. Um, I, you know how they like to um, block everything and you yeah. don't even know that it's blocked until you try to use it. So I have a feeling yeah. it's that because I've, n- I've not experienced that before. Yeah, um, it's really weird. but I think I don't know if that's the case of, yeah, they're blocking it and I probably should have a VPN, but mm, yeah. Oh, you don't have one? No, because you're not oh. really supposed to. Yeah, oh yeah, it's illegal. Sorry, yeah. Don't don't do that, guys. <laughs> so tell us about Dubai. So you are London born and raised? No, so born in Nigeria. Oh, um, cool. Left Nigeria when I was five and I basically lived Similar in to the me. UK. Yeah, so lived in the UK up until nine years ago. So I just oh. up sticks um, from London and it was either travel for a year or find another country to live in. And I found Dubai and I've been here ever since. What was supposed to be one year? I'm now in my ninth year. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, yeah. Okay. So tell, tell us what you love. Like, what is there to love about that? I know there's so much um, yeah. just having year round sunshine would be well, good for my this spirit. Is it. Like, number one is year round sunshine. Um, the fact that I can literally, you know, it's even when it's winter and I say winter in like, um, you know, air air quotes. So it's currently mm. winter by <laughs> what twenty something degrees. I was out earlier for a walk, um, and I had like a very thin cardigan on, and I had to take that off. I was that warm. Um, oh. I was literally wearing a vest top, shorts, and this very thin cardigan oh. that warm. I had to take it off. Um, Brilliant. Like twenty four degrees at the moment in January, and this is our winter. Um, so wow. Yeah, sunshine really great work-life balance you know you can finish work at like three or four or five and there are so many different restaurants bars um so many different things you can do whether it be with your family friends partner um it's just very sociable and you do have that work-life balance because in the uk um you don't see friends as often as you'll probably like to because one i guess Mm. quite big so if you're from like east london for example like i am you probably stick to east london um, mm. except you marry someone from south because yeah. south london as well yeah exactly <laughs> so my husband is yeah from south london but i made him move to east london so <laughs> it's yeah. very you know the work-life balance is great here you can see friends often um mm. that's just definitely a plus for me um obviously it's tax-free so you know you're, you're <sighs> earning but you're not really paying a tax like you do in the uk 
Um, and it's also, it's quite a central location for lots of different countries. So I've mean, yeah. always travelled a lot. But being here, it gives you so much more accessibility, especially to like um, other Middle Eastern countries. So we've done a lot of other Middle Eastern countries, um, like Jordan, Oman, Bahrain, mm. but also Asia, um, you know, yeah. Thailand, Singapore, Bali, um, Malaysia, just so many different places. So, um, yeah, no, I love it because of those things. Oh, amazing. Um, and you are, we should say, you're a wife and a mum of two, because yeah. that's always important to say. <laughs> um, so big up those guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, let's move on to your career as a wedding planner. <laughs> how did you start? Uh, what made you want to become a wedding planner and how did you start? Okay, so I've always um, quite been into planning. I'm a bit of a planner. I like kind of things done in a certain way. Um, and I'm always like, you know, making lists and ticking it off. So I'm a <laughs> person. Um, so yeah. when I moved to the UAE, so in 2012, um, I planned my own wedding here for 2013. So I'd been here about a year and a half. Um, when what well, I'd been here for a couple of months when we decided to get married here and then mm-hmm. a year and a half after I moved here we got married so December 2013 and mm-hmm. um, I planned that whole thing myself and just kind of I really enjoyed it but also knowing that um, I'd kind of done it myself and I'd made lots of contacts within like the wedding industry um, that just made me want to do it so then it probably took me another 10 or so months before I was like okay yeah I'm definitely doing this or maybe like nine to ten mm. I um I came out of the name so your day our time my husband actually came out of that name um Ooh. I created kind of like an Instagram page and all that type of stuff and I just started telling my friends mm. tell a friend to tell a friend if you know anyone and then a friend of mine was like oh I know someone getting married they planned most of it but um do you want to do on the day coordination I was like yeah that would be great Bearing in mind, mm. point, I was four weeks away from my due date. So I was literally nine months pregnant. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> nine months pregnant <laughs> at my first wedding. Um, if you could see the pictures, me and my big bump. Um, but oh. it was actually such a good day. It was a wedding at the Waldorf Astoria. And the bride and I are actually still friends to this day. Um, oh, that's she fun. was one of my only couples, um, one of my only brides that actually lived in the UAE, which is the reason why she didn't need a planner and just on the day. And then, yeah, we mm-hmm. kept in contact and we're friends to this day. Um, and, yeah, it just kind of started off from there. And I was like, okay, yeah, this was fun. And then I got some pictures from that started advertising a bit more and then it's initially started word of mouth so someone tells someone you're like okay yeah they're mm. doing weddings and it just kind of builds from there but um oh, I loved kind of planning things and it so it made sense that eventually I'd probably do something like this oh that's really cool um what do you think it takes to be a wedding planner like what what are the skills what are the things that inherent like soft skills you think that if for people who are thinking oh I could do that um what is that thing that you think they need patience (laughs) all the things (laughs) (laughs) you need a lot of patience um obviously it's it's kind of patience in the sense of weddings can be such stressful and um trying times so you definitely need to be able to kind of understand that people are probably at their most like what like a a wedding is a big life change um and life changes Mm. don't always have to be 
Like, yes, it's a happy occasion, but it can also be very, very stressful for couples and um, for their families, you know, um, pressure from family, from friends of what it should be like, mm-hmm. what they need to do, blah, blah, blah. So I think patient with your couple. Um, you get some couples that are super laid back and other couples that know exactly what it is that they want to do. And therefore, mm-hmm. you have to kind of try and, like, navigate between what needs to be done and what their requests are. Obviously, making sure you um obviously you can get the odd I say bridezilla um but you know again I guess that's your prerogative right it's your wedding day you know exactly what it is that you want but definitely patience patience in abundance (laughs) um oh my gosh I want to ask but I don't want to break anyone's confidence but what's like the worst bride what okay tell me tell us one story oh oh gosh um not naming any names (laughs) anecdotal yeah don't do yeah, that no, 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 I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> I'm you get some brides that get kind of yes they get caught up on um what it is that they want as opposed to what it is and to be honest it's typically like a budget thing what that's the whole idea of champagne lifestyle pre-mark budget <laughs> that type of thing and so as I know you told me what your budget is so I'm I need to ensure that you don't go over that there's no way and I say this to all my brides and a lot of people don't think oh your wedding planning shouldn't be saying it but I know there's more to life than a wedding you know I've been married mm-hmm. there's more to life than the wedding, wedding day. so much yeah more. and so I'm gonna ensure that you're sticking within your budget I'm also going to advise you of things that I don't think you need um or vendors that I think you can get at a better rate but are still as good um so it's that type of stuff when you've got clients that are saying this is their budget yet they um want something that's over that budget you you know you get a lot of brides at the first thing I'm like what type of decor do you want and you have that um that Bella Niger lavish over the top I see that all the time but then the budget doesn't quite go with it so I think um you know it's those types of things that you really um some not find difficult but you're just trying to navigate um and I think again that's where that whole idea of kind of patience comes in um you know kind of liaising between like a vendor and the bride just making sure everyone's happy because you're the middleman at the end of the day um, yeah, sure. so um yeah definitely being patient um I think obviously negotiation and again that you know negotiating uh contracts with um vendors contacts with venues um you find a lot of the time people want to plan a wedding they're saying the UAE and I've had this a few times they start doing it they don't have a planner then they realize it's maybe a bit too much so they get the, a wedding planner on board. And I've had this a few times where they've come to me maybe a month or two before the wedding and they've signed most of their contracts. But because those vendors saw them come in because they didn't have the guidance of a wedding planner, they're now in a bit of a sticky situation in terms of the minimum number that they've um, told the venue that they would bring that they're now locked into or um, you know, me being able to get a, a vendor at a slightly cheaper budget than um, what that vendor had charged them. So, you know, it's all stuff so those negotiating skills um and negotiation skills are very kind of very very important I would say um yeah I you know those those are probably the most critical things I think in Panama my my wedding I think that those are probably the most critical things and reading the fine print (laughs) um read the fine print um but I think um one of the things that I 
I learned through planning my wedding as well is exactly what you said like people who or just having a budget and sort of mm-hmm. sticking to it and cutting your cough according oh, to its size that's what they call it because I've seen people I've heard of people getting into massive oh, amounts yeah. of debt and just planning and yeah. it's one day oh, you I know? know people that have spent a silly amount and known that they cannot afford it um mm. but they still mm. do what what are your tips what are your tips for them to to sort of try and stay in budget? Um, so I kind of look at um, what are the things that you know you can live without? If you think in five, ten years' time, what things will you look back on and be like, oh, actually, we really, really didn't need that? Um, because there's things, obviously, we all want fireworks and, you know, harpist and this and that. But what things... <laughs> I didn't want that. <laughs> but I didn't. A I, well, maybe a harpy. <laughs> but I know there are there are some people yeah. who want that stuff. Um, fireworks, but yeah, I cut my cloth. That's the thing. <laughs> it's, it's guiding your your guests and your your clients to be like, okay, well, what things um, would you look back on in like ten years and be like, actually, do you know what? That wouldn't have made a difference. But also, what things mm-hmm. are your guests going to mm-hmm. spend things on the on the things that your get? Um, sorry, spend money on the things your guests are going to remember. Things that they're literally mm-hmm. not going to notice mm-hmm. that you might think make think are quite a big deal, um, but they won't even notice on. Then why spend it? Yes, it's obviously your day, but everyone has an aesthetic um, that they want. But you also have to think about who is like, why are you doing it? What are the reasons you're doing it for? I don't, those types of things. And that's something that um, couples always need to sometimes be reminded of. Um, but yeah, it's just being mindful of the fact that, you know, there is a, there is a tomorrow. And so you don't want to stress. And um, after this one picture debt one day, knowing that how you're going to pay your bills the next month. So we are in uncertain times <laughs> um with yeah. covid how has yeah. covid impacted i guess more generally just people's ideas of weddings um yeah let's start with that sorry um in, in your sorry. experience so how has covid impacted people's ideas yeah around their weddings so some people mm-hmm. for instance um i so some people have said oh do you know what like I just want to get married if there's yeah. 10 people there there's 10 people there whereas yeah. some people have like just whole um postponed all of their plans indefinitely lost, lost massive amounts of money um yeah. that's yeah. if to be honest that's what I'm finding there I've got everyone that I know that was supposed to get married last year or even this year they're all postponing and they've kind of either made new dates mm-hmm. and those dates have also had to be changed. So I know someone that's now changed twice or is this the third time they've changed their wedding? So initially it was April 29, 20. what year? 2020. Mm-hmm. And then it was supposed to be this February and now they've moved it again to next year. Wow. Um, I have a cousin who's, yeah, whose wedding is still on hold. I have another friend who again was initially last July it was now supposed to be this July, but with the way the UK government is, she's now saying it'll be next April. So I know people that put their lives on hold. If it was me, oh my gosh, this for me, this is like the perfect time to get married. I'd be like, wait, I don't have to pay for 200 people to come chop. I don't have, I say this to people and I'm just like, if it was me, I would be like, let's get down to that registry office. Let's get married and keep it pushing. But so many people, I'm seeing the opposite. So many people are like, no, they still want to get married. They want to have the big day and they're happy to wait. I've got clients that like, 
we're happy to wait until there's a vaccine that's been rolled out worldwide. We are not getting married. Um, so people, are, I, I'm seeing that trend as opposed to let's go down to the registry office, let's just get married and get it over so and done interesting, with. interesting, isn't it? And, and I suppose, so I've been married for almost four years and you've been married yeah. for eight, seven, nine, seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah. And I suppose having been married, our views mm-hmm. will be different, isn't it? Because we've I done guess, it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I, I really, I empathise 100% with people who've had to postpone their weddings. Oh, but I, I'd be in your camp. I'd be like, oh, what, I don't have to pay for everyone? Oh, this is amazing. I'm like, you know how much money you can save yeah. down on a deposit? That, yeah. The 20, 30, or even how much money you're going to spend on a wedding. Yeah. You could literally have a party next year or whenever at some point and for just put the money the down in a house. You, and then... So what I've tended to find is once you mention the word wedding, everything, mm-hmm. everything, <laughs> the price of everything skyrockets. Yeah, um, yeah. And and I, you know, people are trying to make their money. I remember with my my wedding cake was my biggest expense that surprised me. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's just a cake. Why is this yeah. cake trying to cost me? It's seven hundred pounds. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, and then if I was to buy a cake next Tuesday for my birthday, it would be fifty, and I just didn't yeah. get it. Um, yeah. So in the end, I bought a, a really nice wedding cake from Marks and Spencer's because I just yeah, wasn't willing to invest in it yeah thank you um <clears throat> and so yeah I yeah I, I guess we're seeing uh you know uh, we have to empathize with the people who have had their dreams postponed but yeah. um your advice would be just get do married it. <laughs> do it now <laughs> do it now now while every auntie and uncle literally have an excuse to fly in it's funny considering I'm a wedding planner and obviously that's how I make my money oh yeah that's true (laughs) I probably shouldn't be saying that but I just again and this obviously shows that I'm not one of those wedding planners it for the money I genuinely enjoy it because Mm. I just think at the end of the day you need to be like postponing and waiting and we don't know when and especially in the UAE I think by the end of this year our weddings our weddings only just stopped last week to be honest yesterday Mm. was the day they um they postponed they they've stopped weddings again I say stopped they've reduced the number of weddings here but I think by September October our weddings will be back on again if not earlier Mm. in the UK I don't see that happening for at least another year the way the or not over 30 people definitely yeah yeah the way that has been rolled out I would say at least another year, if not slightly longer, longer until you're having bigger weddings in the UK. And so that's why I'm like, how long can you wait? Oh, wait, sorry. How are the vaccines being rolled out in Dubai? Is everyone, where are you? Everybody. Oh, really? There are tests, there are um, vaccines, um, like hotels and drive-thrus everywhere. As long as you're a resident in the UAE. Oh, yeah, 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 drive-thru vaccine. As long as you're a resident in the UAE, all you need to show is your Emirates ID, which is our national um, ID, and then you just book an appointment and roll up. Whereas I know in the UK, they're doing um, the elderly, then they're doing care work. Literally every single person. We've, I think we vaccinated like over like a couple of million people already. Like, wow, it's everywhere. Um, And obviously it's the UAE. So one, they've probably got the resources to roll it out. Um, there are massive drives, but also um, it's one of those things where you're pretty much going to have to do it here. It's like, do it or lose <laughs> your job. Oh, wow. Uh, that people are, and obviously it, they want people to be safe. That's why they want life to continue, which is why they're encouraging the vaccine. 
Wow. Um, oh, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Sidebar. Yeah. Um, so I, I can imagine that COVID's had a big impact on your business. How, how has it impacted your, your business? Um, so obviously we're having to, um, you know, we're having to um, cancel weddings, postpone weddings. A lot of people are um, unsure of what to happen. As I said, you know, I've got clients who were supposed to get married next year and now they've had to postpone the wedding. Um, I've had clients who, um, you know, were supposed to get married in the next two weeks and then the government have um, turned around in the last week or so and said weddings of no more than 10, so they're having to postpone also. So we, the last kind of big events that we did were like December 2019, literally just before everyone, and we went super early here. Um, we were in lockdown by like the end of Feb and then we didn't come out of proper lockdown until like July and even then yeah I remember and it was a proper lockdown right you weren't allowed to leave your house couldn't leave our house you know like you guys were doing like one hour um walks walks we couldn't do any of that literally um so it's it's that type of stuff like none of that was allowed you couldn't in Dubai you had to um you had to get like a permit to leave your house um, in order for um, you to go and get milk and go and get egg. And then you could only get that permit like every three days. <clears throat> so it was, um, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah it was pretty strict here. Um, so, you know, that had a big impact. So obviously people couldn't come. But then as the travel corridor with the UK and as things started to ease, people started thinking about coming here again. And now with this more recent government announcement, um, yeah, I just don't know what's happening. You know, after not planning anything since 20, December 2019 and then finally having weddings that were just about to, you know, my first wedding was going to be next week. And now they mm. turned around and said, that can't happen. So, um, yeah, you know, that's... Replanning, re-strategizing. So, so say that again? I said re-planning and re-strategizing exactly. for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. I was going to ask, how do you go about rebuilding um, a business in those circumstances? But I think you've touched on that already. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you have a day job, um, but I know that you were planning on transitioning to full-time, yeah. were you? Yeah, yeah. So um, um, I was teaching um, mm-hmm. and taught for quite a few years and then decided to kind of leave that and do wedding planning full time. So I did wedding planning for two years. Naturally, it was the busiest two years um, we had. It was <laughs> the idea of, you know, when you put your everything into something, it really mm-hmm. does um, work for you. Then, mm-hmm. um, then what happened then? I COVID. Yeah, yeah, basically then COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah you're maybe you should think about going to work um mm. and so yeah that was good foresight though yeah. because a lot of people in your position wouldn't have been able to um think yeah um so so quickly and be able to get back on their feet yeah 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 definitely and I think it was it was kind of oh okay oh sorry what do I do do I go back to work or do I um do I wait for things to happen? But you just don't really know if or when things will happen. So it's kind of been good for me that at least I've got something to fall back on. Um, mm. And then I think I'll just see what would happens. You, yeah, would you advise someone who's going into your business? Um, I guess 
my question is, um, what would be the the path that you would advise? Um, not in COVID times, just normally. So the way that you did it, mm-hmm. um, from you you slowly started building the business. Yeah. Then you left your job and went full time. Yeah. Um, That's is that would... is that the sort of? Yeah, I would definitely yeah. encourage that because I think it um it really I when you're building up a business, you have to start from scratch. You have to make your um your connections you have to know that it's going to be successful so I did it for five years um part-time both of them side by side for five years um before I decided to go full-time and and that's because I knew Mm -hmm. that I could I'm at now at at a point where I can definitely sustain myself with just the business and with just the weddings um or my events and I don't have to kind of worry about um where's kind of this coming from like where's the paycheck coming from or whatever it may be um but yeah with covid that then took a bit of a back burn and obviously I think um my fellow you know um my fellow um wedding planning um community yeah community like people are struggling especially when it's not just a case of oh weddings have been stopped it's now oh um you can't um like trying to get like clients asking for refunds and stuff like that so you know the the community has been hit quite hard um Mm. so it's difficult it's definitely difficult for them I was um so sometimes I see these like wedding planning courses Mm -hmm. um online and whatnot um would you recommend someone does something like that or do you think it's learning by experience you know what it's probably a bit of both even though I knew I wanted to come into wedding planning I actually did a wedding planning business um a wedding planning course um Mm. maybe like right at the start um and you know there there are definitely things that you learn obviously that was a couple of years ago I know there are definitely more updated wedding planning um courses that you know it's always good to have a bit of knowledge and try something like that and see because that can also tell you whether or not it's definitely for you it may not be like okay at least I know um but I think yeah it's definitely it's always a good idea to um do some kind of course and see if that's you know something you're definitely interested in or not yeah Yeah, I would recommend that interesting okay cool um, and so my final question is something I like to ask um, everybody mm-hmm. that I interview mm-hmm. is um, what's it like being black in your industry? If that makes Okay, sense. do you know what? That's like a two-pronged question because I think being with, within the wedding community, there are so many more of, um, so many black people in the community. I'm actually part of a network called the EVN um, network mm-hmm. and that's primarily for um, people in the UK um so wedding planners um DJs makeup artists there's a large group of us in the UK that are part of this um, group it's called the um yeah EVN um event vendors network um and I joined that a few months ago and that's really great because you mean so you meet so many different um uh like kind of like-minded people in business um I think all of us I think it's black actually yeah everyone in the group is black which is great um Uh you know networking (laughs) with people obviously I'm based here we've got some people based in Nigeria in the group some people based in the US so it's great so I don't think you know there are more black people especially with the rise of like um you know like money in our community not that we didn't have money necessarily before but 
or no, now want I... to spend that money like like Nigerians you know Nigerians love to spend money and have <laughs> and whatnot so there's a lot more money within um the event industry and so there are a lot of black people in the industry so I think I don't think it's you know there's an issue as such well I've never faced an issue possibly what happens when you try to so that's within I suppose our own community Mm. have you ever like pitched to do maybe a corporate event or a wedding or you know had someone um inquire about your services Mm -hmm. and then sort of realize that you're black or something along those lines with anything have you had any experiences see I think my only thing would with that would be um I most all my weddings are predominantly Nigerians and that's not to say that I've never um I wouldn't want to do other weddings but I think I've kind of maybe pulled myself Mm. into Nigerian or black weddings and so I don't really get Mm. um contacted for kind of um those types of weddings um because Mm of what people see on my social media etc etc yeah so I've never really pitched how do you feel being pigeonholed into that I like the fact that I'm one of the only Nigerian I'm probably much the only wedding um the only Nigerian wedding planner in Dubai so for me it's perfect I've got my niche Mm. people know me for that vendors and venues will recommend Nigerian couples to me because they know I'm pretty much one of the only ones so for me I'm not like I know that Nigerians are going to keep coming here. I know they're going to want to have their weddings here. So for me, that's great. Obviously, it would be great to do like a local wedding or something like that. Like that would be amazing. Uh, but I'm quite mm-hmm. happy with doing like Nigerian weddings. Um, so in terms of being black in the industry, I don't think there's necessarily an issue. I think maybe within the UAE, um, what I'm finding is they're obviously it's like the black event um, network here is a lot smaller. So a lot of us know each other. So I think it's trying to break through. And again, I guess in one sense, it's great for me that I only do um, Nigerian weddings. I've been pigeonholed, but it would be great to try and do other weddings like the big Lebanese or even an Emirati wedding. And so in that cheeky Emirati, that sounds yeah exactly. (laughs) In that sense, I think maybe again, obviously, I don't have experience in it, so I can't say. But I can imagine that might be something that would hold me back because they like their own planners to do it. And so I yeah, maybe would never get, get a look in with them. Yeah, mm. so that would probably be the only thing I would say. Um, so this has been really fascinating. Did you have any sort of um, last minute thoughts that you wanted to share? Anything that we haven't covered? Um, do I... I don't know. Any tips that you think, oh, I really wish that people would know this? In terms of planning? Yeah, or um, running a planning oh, business because you're more than a planner. You're a entrepreneur. yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that entrepreneur. Um, I just think it's definitely like trial it, as we said. See if it's something that um, you enjoy. Sometimes we want to go into something and we're so unsure or we don't know whether it will suit mm. us. Definitely try it beforehand. Don't quit your nine to five. And I say this to other friends who want to go into something, into a business. Don't quit your nine to five. Do it. Um, for a little while see how it goes and then go into the business full-time if it lasts and that's with everything you know I watch um, some influencers on tv um, on the internet on like um, YouTube or Instagram none of them have Mm. gone straight into influencing even if they started it really young most of them have had 
a nine to five first. They finally quit their nine to fives because they were making enough money to sustain themselves. That's what you need to do. Yeah, I appreciate um, If you're thinking yeah. you want to go into business full time, think about it first. Um, in terms of couples, you know, make sure, um, you know, get a planner. You need it, especially if you're thinking of a destination wedding. Um, you really need someone to be your eyes and ears um, on ground. Um, yeah, some people yeah. hire wedding planners from their home country, for example, like say the US or Nigeria, not knowing that that wedding planner is liaising with me and um, I'm oh. the one that's giving them their venues. <laughs> I've had that quite recently. Literally last week, someone messaged me a wedding planner. She was like, I've got a wedding in, um, I've got clients who want to get married in Dubai. Can you please give me? And she literally listed basically every single vendor you need for a wedding I said wait so I'm not necessarily planning but <laughs> who's planning this who's planning yeah, this wedding for you. <laughs> um, and I've had that before it's not the first time <laughs> I, 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 big big companies from the US have contacted me companies from Nigeria have contacted me some of the big names reach out to me and say oh can you help us with xyz can you give us this this that that um and that's why I'm like if you're gonna do it have a local wedding planner it just sense yeah um, so yeah. yeah you know it's, it's a kind of one for entrepreneurs but also for couples themselves if there are couples that are listening to this um be mindful of that too I would say oh that's yeah. great um I was gonna ask one more thing okay so apart from the UAE what would be your wedding destination <gasps> Final I love question. Thailand Thailand is one of, like one of my favorite places um is it difficult to plant there? Because you had in big Thailand resorts, right? I found a, it was a 10-year vow renewal. So this was, is it 2016 or 2017? It must have been 2016. No, 2015, actually. 2015. The wedding oh, in wow. Krabi. It was just a time Krabi, an amazing oh, um, beachside um, resort. It was absolutely stunning hotel. And I did a 10-year vow renewal. Um, yeah, oh, and again, nice. I did that all by myself. I didn't have any assistance with a planner there. Um, literally did everything. Um, yeah, Amazing. yeah. I've been to Krabi. It's beautiful. It's so I've been nice. to Krabi a few times. We've been to Thailand about four times now. So that's like my... Yeah, the joys of living in, U- in the UAE. <laughs> that's gosh. my all-time favorite destination. Stop showing off. <laughs> that I would get oh, married God, maybe in Thailand. Or off. the Maldives. I do love the Maldives. So many... Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Lots Come of... On. okay cool all right well thank you so much for your time um and sharing all of your lessons and wisdom with us that's really it's been amazing thank you for listening to the black career guide podcast join us next week for another brand new episode